Hey, this is Talking With Our Mouths Full. I'm Michael Chan. And I'm Nyingil Nguyen. And today, we are in the Eaton Center. So you are yes, going to hear the full experience, guys. And why are we here today, Nyingil? I don't know, Michael. You tell me. Why are we here? No, no, no. I'll let you tell the audience why we're here today. Okay, we are at Mucho Burrito because, drum roll please, Michael booked something. Woohoo! I did. I booked a commercial for Mucho Burrito, which is why we're sitting next to it in the uh, I guess basement food court because they have two in here. Yeah. But before we get into all of that, I have a fact snack for you about the CF Toronto Eaton Center. Fact snack! Woohoo! Fact snack. All right, it was opened in 1977. Wow, that's before I was born. <laughs> it's older than me, surprisingly, and I'm like a billion years old. <laughs> it is situated in the southwest corner of Yangon Dandas, which is arguably the most famous intersection in the city of Toronto. Now, it is humongous. It is 2,167,000 square feet of retail space. What? And just to put that into perspective for you all, in the most I Canadian can't even calculate way. It right yep, now. In the most Canadian way possible. Okay, what is the most Canadian way? It is around 127 and a half hockey rinks large. Oh my gosh, that, that's right? a lot. Isn't that, and that's that's so mind blowing. It's humongous. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now, it is also very popular, so it attracts it the most visitors of any of the city's tourist attractions. So also, it has, we're right by two subway stations. It is. It is. It's very convenient to get to. So it has around 50 million visitors per year, and it's growing year by year. Oh my so that is amazing ginormous. for this mall. I mean, I remember ginormous. this actually, like when I was at the U of T, I used to come here every week, at least once a week, not to buy anything, but just to walk around because it was just, it was, it was humongous. I like the people watch and there's just so much going on all the time. I love the Eaton Center. Now, back to Mucho Burrito. We have a slice of history for slice you. Nightingale, what did I find on Google? Here's a card. All right, thank you for the card. So, it is Canada's largest chain of premium fast casual Mexican restaurants. First opened in 2006 as part of the Extreme Brands with Extreme Pita. So, Extreme Brands was acquired by MTY Group in 2013. So now Mucho Burrito is under the same family tree as Country Style, Manchua, Chugo Juice, Muffins, and more. And guess what? There are a hundred locations across North America and the UK. More Whoa. than? More than a hundred. Yep. More than a hundred. Yeah, that's right. So normally we don't do chains, but I mean, since I am in their commercial, we still want you to support them with your mom and pop <laughs> Exactly, shops. and it is Canadian, so it's we Canadian. it is Canadian, so definitely support them. Now, in terms of its food, Mucho Burrito claims to only serve food that is quote mucho real and mucho fresh. So what does mucho mean? So the food is made by hand in front of customers' eyes using only the freshest ingredients, free of artificial flavors and preservatives. The meats are grilled throughout the day, and the salsas are fire roasted, and their guacamole is made fresh daily. They are dedicated to being a fresh Mexican grill. That is cool. Yes, I hope I sound good, right, yeah. executives at Mucho Burrito? So, what is the commercial for it is for their limited time re-release of the oh ghost pepper burrito Someone did not learn their lesson last mm -mm. time so we have a 
history bite for the ghost pepperito uh, burrito. It was first introduced by Mucho Burrito back in 2012, and the last time they had it was in 2016. Now it contains char-grilled chicken, ghost pepper bacon, ghost pepper and fig marmalade, Monterey Jack cheese, medium salsa, diced jalapeno peppers, ghost pepper, crema, fajita veggies, chipotle black beans, and brown rice, all wrapped in a fire red tortilla. It is part of their brand new signature menu, uh, which according to a response they gave someone on Twitter, is here through the winter. So this signature menu that they have includes the ghost pepper burrito as well as burrito bowls, like the chipotle apple smoked brisket bowl. Now, I do want to mention that even before I got this commercial, I actually knew about the ghost pepper burrito because people have been doing what is called the ghost pepper burrito challenge for quite a while is now. Is this like the new like spicy noodle? So yes, it's very similar to the spicy ramen challenge that we did for a previous episode in that people buy the ghost pepper burrito and then they attempt to eat it. Some people try to eat it within a certain time. But anyways, my favorite video is actually from YouTuber Adam Bryce. He's from Kingston, Ontario. And back in 2016, he and his friend Jack did the challenge and poor Adam puked during the episode and then lost the challenge. So his buddy Jack sprayed his mouth with milk using a super soaker. You guys need to look him up, Adam Bryce on YouTube. Look up his challenge video. So I got the chicken bowl, chicken burrito bowl. It mm -hmm. is awesome, it is safe. It is safe? I was too cheap to afford the guac, guys. So what level of spice is mild. it? Like mild. Mild? Mild. Everything is mild. Yeah, I guess after that episode of the spicy ramen, uh, you don't want to do that again, do you? No. No. So the ghost pepper burrito, just before I take a bite out of it. I'm going to open a five. The ghost pepper itself used to be considered the hottest pepper in the world, but it's not anymore. I think that's the Carolina Reaper, but the ghost yeah, pepper- Yeah, Carolina Reaper. Carolina As Reaper. As mentioned in our previous episode. Yes, yes, yes. we yes. did a plug again. But the ghost pepper has a really, really high Scoville heat rating. The SH, the SHU of the ghost pepper is, and I'm looking at Google right now, between 855,000 and 1,041,427. Oh my goodness. Uh, as a comparison, the two times spicy chicken ramen we had in our previous episode had a SHU of 10,000. So basically you're having a million times more. A billion, a gajillion. Yes, yeah. I, I don't, I honestly don't even know if I can have this and then That's why talk. I'm offering you some of my bowl. I'm okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take at least a bite out of this thing. So okay. here it goes. Um, he is a brave or crazy guy. Um. Heat hasn't hit me yet. Nope, so, I, oh no, oh no. Um, I thought it would be instantaneous, Somebody but this is a slow burn. Oh, oh wow. Him. It's because I'm insane, I'm gonna take a second bite. Third bite. He's, he's doing it, guys. Okay. Ow. Oh, is it that bad? Okay. Okay, yeah. I can't finish this without drinking water. Rip, guys. Hashtag rip. Oh. Oh wow, okay. Would you like some of my bowl now? Maybe after. Okay. Take your photo. Okay, so. Whew, what were we here for today? I, we're talking about you booking. Oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna eat. <coughs> oh. 
Yeah, so, oh wow. Uh, uh, yes, so I booked the Mucho Burrito oh, wait, Dead Buds. Dead Buds Ghost Pepper Burrito commercial. And, ooh, thank you, Nightingale. What is this? I call it the Asian Rice Krispie. It looks really good. It, it, it looks like a bunch of fried noodles turned into a Rice Krispie square. Basically. Thank you. No problem. Okay, so back to the Ghost Pepper Burrito commercial. So I changed agencies quite recently, just I think three months ago now, mm -hmm. to Hero Artists, and I'm with Brianne Thorderson, who's my agent. And this is, so there's a lot of firsts. He loves you, Brianne. I love you, Brianne. So this is, there are a lot of firsts for this commercial. So this is my first booking as a hero. Mm -hmm. So for my first booking under Hero. But. And you book so quickly under them too. It was quick, yeah, three months. So that's, that's really quick. But also, it is my first time being the hero in a commercial, ever, like in my and 13 in years. And if some of you don't know, being the hero of the commercial means you are the lead of the commercial. Exactly. So I have done quite a few commercials over the years, and some of you may have seen them, like my Jay's commercial or mm -hmm. my Honda commercial. But even when I am featured quite prominently in commercials, I never the lead like if anything in some commercials there's You're no lead the hero we are or, learning something new exactly i'm not the hero i'm i'm either part of the commercial as as a minor character or i am one of the ensemble but never the hero so this is my first time as a hero and my first time as a hero being the hero i'm trying to kind of work that out in my head while i have ghost pepper swimming through it ow so very exciting but also, this is my first time in a commercial where there are no other performers. I am the only actor in Basically, this commercial. Basically, he got star treatment. Everyone was at his beck and call. Yes and no. No, no they weren't, because I'm not like that. Not a diva. At least, I tried to tell myself. Mm -hmm. Right, Nightingale? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Here's your water, sir. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Here's your ghost pepper burrito, <sighs> sir. But, and then, there's more. It was the first time I've ever had to scream in a commercial. It oh. is not the first time I've ever had to scream in a, sorry, scream in a production, but definitely in a commercial. And it's my first time screaming at the level that I had to scream and for the amount of time I had to scream. Did so that is- scream in the audition? Yes. So, actually, that was my first time screaming in an audition as well. Thank you. Good reminder. So there's like a, a whole bunch of firsts and it, it's very exciting for me because, I mean, I've been doing this for 13 years. That's a very long time. And for me to hit so many firsts in one go, it's just, I just, there's just, there was, was and still are so many emotions running through me for this commercial. Now, shock? Well, there, there's, there is a lot of shock. Uh, some relief because like finally someone is giving me and that, that's the thing about our industry right it, it's about people basically giving you an opportunity and in some cases especially with people like me you know I'm not a celebrity I'm not well known they are taking a chance with me in, in a way yeah they see what I can do in, in addition but when you choose when a production chooses you they're, they're giving you a chance they're taking a chance on you and they're believing in you and for for someone like me whose career isn't humongous. It's, it's an honor, obviously, but it's also, it's also a lot of pressure. And it, it's, it's, you know, 
as a performer, you really want them to see just what you, tr you can truly do. Yeah, it's also a lot of pressure because you are representing that brand. Right, and when there's no other person in that commercial, you're the only one in there. Mm -hmm. So it's all on your shoulders. Mm. This Rice crispy thing is really good. Thank you. Um, so for me, it was, it was just... I saved them again. Yes, you did. It was just, I felt really, obviously a lot of stress. Like a lot, a lot of stress. But relief because finally, I feel like, finally, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for for 13 years. For someone to say, not only am I going to take a chance on Michael, but I'm going to take a chance on him to lead, which is something I know I can do. Just no one has really given me this chance. So I didn't want to screw it up. I really wanted to impress and to give them everything. I mean, I always give my everything, but you know what I mean, right? Like, I want them to remember me once it's over. And so... I'm sure that you, <coughs> you made them very happy. I, I hope so. I, I won't... I try not to say I definitely did because I don't want to sound arrogant, but I feel I gave them everything. And that's the thing, on the day of, now, I, obviously I can't give away all the trade secrets and tell you everything about the production. It was it was such a, a, a wonderful experience. Like everything about about the shoot itself was was fantastic. I'm gonna take, take another, another bite, bite now. Oh my god, here's your water, sir. Thank you. Oh god. Mm -hmm. I'm so hungry right now. Because I, I had an addition earlier mm -hmm. but I didn't eat. And now I'm starving. But I idiotically chose... Is that even a word? Idiotically? You, it is now. I stupidly chose to get the exact thing that I eat or fake eat in the end. So, uh, which, which kill, fake killed my character. But, but anyways, it's killing me now. Anyways, oh... Uh, anyway, in our conversations prior to this, he actually said he would actually get something proper, not this. Yeah, but I'm stupid, right? You're the smart one, Nightingale. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the dumb one. As evidenced by our spicy noodle challenge episode where I actually finished it and then died afterwards, having to be resuscitated by my amazing co-host. Yep, that's me. But the, the shoot itself was fantastic. I, um, it was very early in the morning because they wanted to shoot it prior to the, the store opening, so it was actually shot in a real mucho burrito. And How early did you have to get there, by? Like four. Like to start? You have to start at four? Yeah, we'll have to get there because they oh have to God. do makeup and all that, right? And then, uh, in this case, I had to bring wardrobe. So I had to bring many, many different options, and then they chose the best one, which is now the one you see in the commercial. And oh, they didn't give you wardrobe? Of, no, not in this case. Just because I think they knew. I mean, the way I was dressed in the audition is very similar in the end to the way I dressed in the commercial. So I think they kind of knew I had the right look to begin with and which is part of the reason I guess why they chose me because I had the right look so I brought my own wardrobe and and they did actually run it by me too like prior to the shoot they, they emailed back and forth with me about what I had and, and we kind of chose everything but, but I mean my clothing fits me so I guess in the end it all worked out so I got there super early in the morning and basically waited for them to set everything up and then they had like the table where I sit and then this is cool they had a stand-in burrito so the actual burrito that's in the commercial they, it's the hero burrito so they use the same word hero so hero burrito the hero burrito itself was kind of in the freezer in waiting so they gave me an even more frozen 
stand-in burrito the whole so that they so can the get all the burrito had its own stunt double basically. Exactly, it had its own double. Oh my god, that, that we used for a very long time to basically get everything, like the camera position, the zoom-in motion, zooming out motions, the lighting, everything. They had to get everything perfect. And now normally they would have some kind of photo stand-in or double for me, but I mean, I'm the only actor there and I was more than happy to be my own photo stand-in, whatever. So I ended up, yeah, just sitting there at the actual table in the commercial for a very long time holding the stand-in burrito as they got ready. And then when it came time to finally shoot the thing, Oh my god, like I knew I had to scream and I knew I had to scream in a way that didn't damage my vocal cords. What I didn't expect was how many times I had to do it. There were, I'm not gonna, I can't, I'm not gonna give away too much again, but I will say there's multiple versions of the commercial that were done. There were different types of screaming, different types of action, and, but all in all, I screamed at minimum like 50 times. And to do that for, what, three, four hours is not easy. But I'm a professional and I know how to scream. And it's, I know a lot of people, it would damage their, their, their vocal cords, but I didn't do that to mine. And I'm very proud of that. And I think that, like that basically showed them what I'm capable of because I gave them all of my screaming like 110% of screaming, and I was fine by the end of the day. And hopefully I, I, hopefully that will you know, keep me in their minds, not only for future screaming commercials, or for any other producers or, or productions watching, yes, I can scream, but you know, as someone who is willing to go all out for them, and that's, that's the other thing, right? Like, if you really think about what I had to do, a lot of people will look at it as like, oh, so you sit there, pretend that you're, you're, you're dying from a ghost pepper burrito and scream and scream and scream. That's super easy, right? And in a way it is. It's not like I'm doing Shakespeare or you know, crazy emotional monologues or anything like that. So it's a relatively less challenging role. But for me, I always do the work. It doesn't matter if I have no lines. It doesn't matter if I have a hundred lines or if I lead or I don't lead. It doesn't matter what I do. I will always put everything into a role. So even for my ghost pepper burrito screaming dude character, I built the character around him. Like why was I at Mucho Burrito? And you gotta just keep working hard. Exactly. So why was my character who, I mean, I, at the end of the day, I just wanted to be, in a way it's me, so I named him Michael. But why was Michael at Mucho Burrito? So I kind of went with something semi-real, which is I chose that, well, Michael heard about the Ghost Pepper Burrito Challenge. He watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos over the years. And he and wanted he's to been, try his luck. Exactly. He's been waiting since 2016, which is the last time they had it, but he missed out. He's been waiting since 2016 to actually try this burrito because he thinks he's a badass. Like, come on. It can't hurt that much. So he goes to Mucho Burrito, when the ghost pepper burrito comes back, buys it, sits down, takes a one bite into it, and dies. I did the work. And by the end of it, yeah, all you see is me screaming on the screen. I would argue convincingly. 
I'm going to take another bite into my ghost pepper burrito. That's honestly the actor's work, though. If you don't put in the work, then it's like, what are you doing as an actor? Like, why are you in this industry if you're not going to be putting in the work, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter how big or small your role is. It doesn't matter how challenging your role is to you. You are not the only person in a production. You're not the only yeah, person. Yeah, you're part of a team to make a project happen. Mm-hmm. So it's not about you. Exactly. Like, even way back when, when I was doing background work, there was always magic to me in, in productions. I love, I love watching everyone do their jobs. I love how, from minor things, like just like, well, I guess nothing's minor, but like from things like how the lights are set up, how they make minor adjustments to the lights, how they set up the camera, where they set up the camera. The, the, like for this commercial, watching the cinematographer and the director sit there staring at the screen as they continually try to practice zooming out because they zo- start zooming into my mouth and you zoom out so that that motion that they have to do they have to practice it over and over and over and over again things like this really to me are magic it's just such an amazing process to watch how they do all this stuff to bring these commercials and, yeah, and productions to life so even if the role wasn't necessarily the most challenging i've ever had while i was there i was i loved it I love every single second of it. And I feel that, like you said, Nightingale, if a performer walks in there and is like, ugh, one-liner, this is not challenging to me at all. And you have that kind of attitude where you can't place yourself as part of the team, but also can't see anything to be enamored with, with the or process of production. don't see anything past yourself. Right, if you can't see past yourself, then you are letting everyone down and by the end of it, the, your attitude will actually show in your work. You basically let yourself down. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, back to this commercial. Yeah, there was just so much. It just blew my mind. It, every time it blows my mind when yeah, I work on these things. Yeah, there's a burrito. There, yeah, there is a stand-in burrito. Like, that is so cool. And then the actual burrito, it was, <laughs> by the way, a real burrito. So the hero burrito, you know, like a lot of commercials, they have... Like, if it's a burger, they have a piece of foam in it. Sometimes, like, the food isn't even real. Yeah. The Mucho Burrito burrito in my commercial is a real burrito. And it's edible, except that to make it work on camera, because it had to stay, I guess, looking fresh, they had to, like, spray it with stuff. Oh, yeah, so it's inedible. So it looks all shiny and Well, it's not just that. It's like, like, the lights are hot. So at the end of the day, like, yeah, they have to keep it shiny, they have to keep it together, intact, and not melt, right? So they have to spray it with something, and then they put a little honey on the uh, tortilla wrap part so to help, help keep it shaped. So honey is glue. Some secrets from set, everybody. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to watch all of this. And to keep things real, Michael decided to buy a real one and eat it himself because that's what he did in the commercial, and whatever we see online is real according to the people <coughs> thing. Yeah, so Nightingale. Yes. Don't want to talk purely about myself. But it was awesome didn't, though. Didn't I see you in an HSBC commercial recently? Yes, Congratulations. I was, thank you. So yes. how was that? How was, the, how was the process? It was fun. Like, you know, like you just show up and like everyone's just working. And the thing is like, it, you don't, I don't know. Like when I enter set, I don't think of myself as an actor. I think of myself as part of the team. So mm-hmm. it's like, I have to, I, I'm just alert and I just try to stay as professional as possible and then just keep, listen to see some examples being done and then just like work it you know just do the work 
try to make sure that we all like get home early on time and all that stuff. So. <coughs> oh, are you okay? Yep. Unfortunately, I'm doing the thing that millennials do, which is gotta film. <coughs> what kind of homework did you have to do? <sighs> oh, Nightingale. What? What? I look terrible in that, but you get to keep it and use it online. Yeah. What? Um, what work did you have to do leading up to, or did you do leading up? Leading up to filming? Uh, basically, I knew what the commercial was about. I knew what they were expecting me to do. Mm -hmm. And so basically, it was just like, like you did, like playing up that character. Right. But also just being as authentic to myself as at the same time. Right. If that makes sense. So did you, uh, did you meet a lot of people on set? I met like some crew members that I previously worked with before. So they mm -hmm. recognized me and then... Oh, great. And because we... Cause I, apparently, I did a good impression on the last set that I did that some of the crew members recognized me and then we were just like, hey, what's up? Okay, you know what? We're going to make it official. We're going to get each other's socials and whatnot, contact information. We're going to be official buds. Because mm -hmm. the thing is, like, I don't know, whenever I'm on set, I don't try to really like make like official buddy bud friends. It's more like I'm here for a job. I'm probably going to see you for that one day. May not see you again until maybe five years later. Well, exactly. Right? But that's another thing about having a good and positive and a team-oriented attitude on set, right? Like, you don't want to be a diva. Yeah. And you don't want to give a bad performance because at the end of the day, people remember these things, right? Yeah. But if you're if you're good, Al... Yeah, so if you're, if you're, in pain, I'm going to say, like, the last commercial that I did before HSBC, because I did a really good job, they actually sent a letter, like an email to my agent, like a personal one saying, Hey, Nangle was on her set. She was amazing. Oh, wow. and she was professional. And then my agent read that and they forwarded it to me and I was shocked. I was just like, whoa, I got a personal like praise and they're telling and then my agent's like, yo, just live it up, you know? And I'm like, what? That is amazing. Congratulations. No, like I've never had a personal letter sent to my agent before. I think I've had uh, like acting workshops I've been to where the, the instructor would send something to my agent about me and it makes me cry because I feel so good about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, never, never a production. Although, yeah, like it's I found really that. It's really rare because like they're so busy mm -hmm. and it's like long hours because like the, the thing with actors is that you don't work as hard as the crew members, okay? No, no you don't. You really because don't. Because the crew members are there before you. Yep, and, like in my opinion. And they are the there crew, after you. Yeah, they are the they are the essentially the unsung heroes of every production. And they have planned this before you came on board. Yep. And like without them, without them there would be no you. Yeah. And without, maybe the picture, but they are the the backbone. Right. And if you are a dick, they yeah. will mess you up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, I've been on sets where like my co-star was actually cut from a lot of the scenes. Yes, I've heard about that. Where if you are a not nice and a bad attitude or a diva or whatever. Or yeah. if you just suck. Or if you suck. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. I've heard so many, especially the, like in, yeah, editing. They can totally edit you out. Yeah, because here's the funny thing, is that the director was, will believe that some shots are good. The editor has no idea what's going on. So there's a fresh set of eyes and the editor will go in and then the editor will start seeing things that no one else sees. And then they'll be like, and the editor becomes the director's best friend. They'll be like, hey, Never cast this person again. Yep. Now, in the case of my commercial, where you I'm one of... You were lucky it was just you. Well, that's the thing, right? Let's say it wasn't me. Yeah. And let's say it was a different actor, and that actor went into it going, ugh, I screamed, and the commercial is, what, 15, 30 seconds? Ugh, what am I doing? This sucks. 
and they brought that attitude and they didn't give it their all, they can't recast. They already cast you. They spent a lot of money and a lot of time on this and you go in there and ruin everything, but now they have to use it. Like you see what, where I'm getting yeah, at. They will, then, you'll never get, you'll, you're never working sometimes again. Sometimes the problem is also like, if it's so bad, they probably will not even air it. And the thing is guys, if you book a commercial, you want it to air because you make money. More money. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not just that. Like, you, get you to want share that. Expo it. Well, yeah, you get. What you want that exposure as a performer. Like, so one thing a lot of people don't know is that, sure, actors have a resume. What's on our resume is not our commercials. What's on our resume is our TV, film, voice, theater, whatever. But not our commercials. Commercials are generally a separate list that is given only when, re when requested. So if your commercial doesn't air or you get cut out of a commercial, now you don't have anything that you can tell people about. Yep. Right? You have so, no proof. Yep, you have no, you have no proof. So, to me, I do what I do because I love it. But at minimum, be a little self-serving. <laughs> and, and, <coughs> and give it your all. Because if you don't, and you don't want to, maybe you shouldn't be here. Yeah, but yeah, that's our PSA and also, like, you know, a lot of stories about what it's like being on set, and just, you know, congratulating Michael for cooking. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm just coughing because, like, I'm smelling. I can actually smell the pepper. I don't know, my nose is like a bloodhound. I can smell it, and it is killing my nose. It's crazy, but yeah, everyone. Oh my goodness, Michael, what is that? What's that? All right, so today, for he's the first time ever. Box, guys, yeah, I have oh a box, <laughs> and before we end this episode, oh it is called affirmation so it's a box that has 50 affirmation cards to so help since you help yourself without the help of self-helpiness yes that's right so because we're talking about positive attitude i figured <laughs> i will just randomly pull one of these cards and read it to you all so hopefully this could be helpful to some of you here we go generosity i give generously to those around me no matter how much or how little i have i know there is more than enough to go around and that the key is to allow it to keep going around without stopping. If I stop the flow, I'm like the one person at the stadium who doesn't do the wave. I wow, like that, was, that was a really good one, and it actually worked for our episode. Yeah, wow. and also, like, you don't have to give, like, money-wise. Just pay it forward, even in, like, acts of kindness and stuff. Exactly. Which is what I do. I keep Michael alive. Yes, it's yes, you do. very generous. Love you, Nightingale. I was kind of hoping for the Star Wars, I know, but sure. Okay, fine, I'll be like Monica. I know! Ah! Okay. <coughs> That's how Monica does it on Friends. Ow. Okay, so that that concludes our episode. Nightingale, how can people find you online? Y'all can find me on Instagram at night.win. So that is night, like night <coughs> day, dot like the period, N-G-U-Y-E-N. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as at Michael CW Chan. You or will not on my find web. him in the ER. He's alive. I am still alive, surprisingly. But you can also find me on my website at www.michaelchan.ca. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and listening to me die eating this burrito. Check out Mucho Burrito because they are amazing. And let us know if you found Michael's commercial and let us know what yes, you think about it. And if you tried this burrito, let us know because we want to see us know. what you think. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't done so already, follow our podcast on whatever app that you are listening to us on. 
Oh, guess what? We're on iHeartRadio. Yes, we are now also on iHeartRadio. That's amazing, amazing. Thank you so much. And as always, stay stay hungry. This has been Talking With Our Mouthful with Michael Chan and Nightingale Nguyen. Theme music by bensound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you join us on Instagram and Twitter at at TWMF Podcast. We have a lot of bonus content like food pics, behind-the-scenes shenanigans, and more info about all the places Michael and Nightingale visit. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. A new episode comes out every two weeks. Thanks again for listening, and stay hungry. <laughs>